I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello, hello, guys. We are back. This is the last time we will see you tonight, but we will be back tomorrow covering the last two episodes. Tonight, we are covering Space Force, episode seven and eight. Um, and then, of course, the rest of the series later. We also have our special segment. So good, you guys. I'm truly enjoying our special segment. Thank you, Kevin, for bringing this Absolutely. on. Absolutely and our news and gossip. But before we get into anything, my name is Tatiana Marisa and Kevin Allen, who hey. loves all things Greg Daniels. How you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm good, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I feel like we know each other really well now. Yeah. I've seen you yeah. all day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. It's the first time, guys, if you didn't know, this is the first time I've met Kevin was today. So, you know, we're great friends now. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Diving into episode seven, Edison James. Overall thoughts for episode seven. Oh, oh, Edison James. Um, hmm. This was <laughs> fine. Like, did you think it was more like a filler episode? Or... This one, yeah. This okay. one was the one I felt like was the filler episode. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. And I thought it was funny, and there was a lot of little things about this episode I really liked. Mostly just character nuances and growth to make these characters feel more like real people and I'm starting to notice a turn in this show not like a dramatic one but it's I feel like it's becoming a less of a goofy comedy and more of a really sincere heartfelt uh, character piece and I'm totally fine with that but this episode kind of being the transition one between those uh just I guess maybe caught me off guard a little bit yeah I 100% agree with you. I feel like this is not the comedy it's turning out to be from the beginning. Um, the tone has definitely changed, but I'm not mad at it. No. I I love, I like when Steve Carell, especially when he takes on more serious roles, because um, I think he's a fantastic actor and he can totally merge both together, which is what he's done. And so, um, yeah, I, I like the direction it's going. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I like the directors. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> um, let's talk about Edison James and her skinny fuel, uh, which I thought was hilarious because, as you know, there are like, they're called skinny girl products that are out there today, like skinny oh, margarita, skinny girl margarita, skinny girl. I know she has a bunch of other stuff, but when she called it skinny fuel and it was champagne colored, I was like, yeah. The rose colored <laughs> was the one I was like, really though? Yeah. Like, we don't need you marketing this to exactly exactly but she's not necessarily the brains behind any of this she's more like the motivational spokesperson uh behind it because she talked up mark like you know you are uh you are a great thinker and if you just believe you know and i'm like that's not the type of person that would a business person who's like, here's my fuel, you need to buy it, blah, 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 telling her all the specs of everything, you know. What were your first impressions of um, Edison James? She's clearly the Elon Musk stand-in for this, like, alternate <laughs> universe. Like, everyone is just, like, a version of people we know in the real world here. Yeah. And obviously the young tech entrepreneur who's partnering with the space program, I'm like, well, that's clearly Elon Musk. Yeah. Um, and, Interesting you know, he... take on Elon Musk. Well, so you said it not me he didn't found <laughs> tesla motors like he's not one of the engineers True. you know he's he's just the face of the company he's the uh the spokesman mm-hmm. so 
but I don't he like think it knows was a far cry from Elon <laughs> oh snap are you throwing shade is that what i'm detecting yes <laughs> at elon musk yes i'm throwing shade <laughs> like tesla cars are cool and all but that guy come on yeah he he passes off to know i feel like he knows more about his product than mm -hmm. edison james does like she hadn't even tested skinny fuel and she was just hoping that it would work and selling it to the government yeah i'll give i'll give elon that that he he knows his product uh and they work like yeah. tesla cars work <laughs> and they're they're a good product whereas she was like she probably added pink food coloring to a more concentrated version of kerosene and just dumped yeah. that on a fire right and called it science like come on right exactly exactly yeah, no she's she's pure sham yeah and she's a fashionista apparently with her algorithm app for what to wear oh that too i was like <laughs> you know i don't want to be like pick a lane but i was like how are you this like fashion computer yeah. mashup guru and also someone who's cracked like uh mallory put it this unsolvable riddle in chemistry yeah, it doesn't make sense. And Mallory was totally enthralled with her. I don't think I've seen him like actually so puppy dog over somebody, you know, following them around and just in awe. I've never seen him do mm -hmm. that before. So for him to be quickly, you know, averted from that, I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, it was. I thought it was interesting how he started off like really wanting to get to know her all the best. And it was Mark who was dismissive and they completely swapped their relationship dynamics with her. Uh, so now Mallory wants nothing to do with her, but by this point, everybody else on the base is enamored with her and following her around for every beck and call. It was it was a classic comedy scenario, but there was something that was really interesting about the way that this show did it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because they just take her at her word. Okay, sure. It was crazy, though, because the fact that she's never tried it before and then the, like she passed the president's you know scope and was just That's like <laughs> okay <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> that's not hard at all got it <laughs> well we know where you stand on on this <laughs> would you care well, to elaborate or well this president uh this potus i just yes. keep referring to him as potus because that's all they refer to him on the show with the red yeah. phone and everything he's just very like shoot from the hip he only ever says or tweets or texts one sentence at a time mm -hmm. and he kind of just takes things as they're presented at face value so my the examples i'm coming up here are every time he's had a problem he just texts mark on the phone it's been one sentence one and done uh, then there was the star that was gifted to him by the space force team mm -hmm. but he didn't bother to like find out where it came from or whose idea it really was that was really uncharacteristic for the secretary of defense to present him with this gift and he right. just took it at face value. Yeah. So we've got these little clues that, you know, and there's obviously suggesting uh, Donald Trump as well, like as of course. inspiration. Yes. And he loves experts from television. Like that's where he gets a lot of his opinions. And he, he will call in people purely because they are celebrity of, of their field. Exactly. So it's right up this character's alley that is just the face of a company who has no real insight to pass his test to be passed along for a partnership in the, with the government operation. 
I mean, it just, all the pieces are there. Yeah, yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. This is, however, F. Tony's moment to shine and be the hero. And that's another thing that I was like, it's so all these relationship dynamics that you would expect to come out of her showing up, everything just got swirled around. Yeah, yeah. But he did his job. He did the right thing, which I didn't think he would. I didn't no. think he would because he's like in it for himself. He's a very selfish character. Um, but this he- is the character episode. This is where it, things start to turn. It is. It totally is. So he actually shows himself by telling them, you know, this is not the fuel you want to use. This is going to be- horrible the way he described it was very him um but i'm glad that mark saw through it exactly what he was trying to say and and stopped it yeah props to f tony for like not only going out to interrupt the whole test and uh and do the right thing but like how on earth did he get out into that launch site where he could have been incinerated <laughs> right. like he, either he, he was knocking on just, the window <laughs> yeah like you either have to give him credit for his bravery and yeah. going out there and doing that or his like know-how of finding that tiny window yeah so it's or stupidity for just you know not seeing beyond what he needs to do you know yeah, that's what i mean like he was either knew what he was doing by going yeah. out there and being super brave or he was being an idiot but he at least knew where the window was yeah exactly i'm gonna go with idiot I like F. Tony's character, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the idiot, um, <laughs> poor guy. But yeah, but then of course Mark saves face for Edison James and um, gets the called in favor that they don't need any more outside help and everything is fine, which I thought was really cool for him to do. It shows he's not an asshole. Yeah. Um, so that I mean, was he was better than I would have been about it. Me honest. too. I would have been pissed. Yeah. But yeah. I, I gave him the credit that I was like, I'm like, why are you letting her get away with this? But who else is she going to sell it to? Like Any, anybody. Not, she can sell well, it to anybody. Consumers are going to, is it a rocket fuel for consumers? Or is it just like an all-purpose fuel? Because I gave him a pass because I was like, the only people who could buy it are basically his competitors. So like rival countries. Yes. Or she could go for those crazy people who just want... Rocket full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, she could see, yeah, she could sell it. I guess she could sell it to the competitors or she could market it as something else and as not rocket fuel and say it's, you know, fantastic lighter fluid. Yeah. Uh, which it was. It was good lighter fluid. Yeah, exactly. Um, but even so, like, he got POTUS off his back. Yeah. So that was a smart move. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy with that all together. Um, let's talk about Aaron real quick um, and Duncan. So they're really getting to know each other. And Duncan oh. is, he is trying his hardest. I feel for the guy. Um, they commit their first crime together, but he's trying to impress her with everything he reads from the World Wide Web. Just <laughs> like oh, a is... bunch of conspiracy theories. <laughs> Duncan is the expression bless your heart personified absolutely yes he's yes that is <laughs> that is oh, duncan all together i feel for him i feel like there is there could be a relationship there because she's mm -hmm. definitely smitten with him but she seemed to have lost interest when he started saying all the things that he read he requires a lot of work i mean mm. and the thing is duncan is a pure 
airhead, let's be real. But he's so sweet and earnest and dedicated. Like he yes. he will he is willing to do the work. So if she's willing to do the work with him, he will follow through and, and match. Um he's a golden retriever. Yeah, yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Greg Daniels, um, he he just did upload and we got to talk to Kevin Bigley uh on our after show and he did the episode of Quarantine in the Stars, and he refers to his character on Greg Daniels' last show as the human Labrador. And uh, now we're meeting the human gold retriever. I'm, I smell a theme. There you go, there you go. <laughs> so he knows what he's doing, but he must love yeah. these characters if he's using it twice. And um, I, I loved uh, Kevin Bigley's character on Upload and I'm start like, Duncan, as long as he can get past the <laughs> Queen Elizabeth lizard talk, like- I'm, He's growing on you. Yeah, he is, he's, he's growing on me, I gotta admit it. <laughs> um, and of course, Last but not least, I, I want to talk about, speaking about relationships, um, Allie wants to learn botany and become an astronaut. So she goes to... Um, Dr. Chan. Thank you, Dr. Chan, um, who we now found out because of the interrogation that he's totally in to black girls. So this might be a match made in heaven. I didn't catch it until next episode. For real? Well, in the next episode, I didn't catch it. I was like, and oh. I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> this is his dream come true. This is, yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be in love. That's what's well, going to happen. So now, let me tell you why I didn't catch it, though. Because, sure. like, this is, it's an unlikely pairing. Like, totally. their paths should not cross. She is a helicopter pilot, and he's, yeah. like, head of the science division underground. So like he's a lit botanist, literally yeah. their paths should never cross because she's up in the air, he's underground. Um, totally different field. I'm amazing to have the same commissary on this base. Mm -hmm. um, it's, and then it's just kind of like happenstance that she happens to need to learn botany. And he's not a tutor like he expressed. And so when they finally start to talk, like there's this initial animosity, like he, she needs him if or somebody to educate yeah. on the subject, he definitely doesn't want to do it. When he finally does agree to do it, she's coming in with like her stubbornness, you know. So they they never met eye to eye, and they never got on the same page the entire time. So I never ever imagined not only would they get on the same page, but maybe romantically have interest. But when am I going to learn? Because opposites attract. Ah, there you go. Of course, there it is. There it lies the happen. answer course it's gonna happen i'm glad i hope that they i hope that that is explored which i'm sure it will be we only have a couple episodes left but i'm sure it will be explored um and then last but not least to wrap up episode seven china has boots on the moon yeah does that last blip that last scene china has boots on the moon so everybody seems to be out doing mark at his job we have oh, yeah. India in the last episode launched a rocket that had the same fins as we did. Um, the Pegasus, is that called Pegasus mm -hmm. fins? Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, and now we have China who is actually has a base on the moon already. So that wrapped up episode seven. Going into episode eight, which is called Conjugal Visit, finally. He gets his conjugal <laughs> visit. Uh, we're going to talk going to Den going to Denver and, of course, um, Project Mayflower. But first, um, overall thoughts of episode eight. So this one I, I enjoyed more as an episode. Um, there, okay, so, yeah, we've had that turn. And I, I didn't realize at the time why I enjoyed it so much. 
but there was a lot of just really good character stuff this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always try to take notes and jot down my thoughts when I'm watching the stuff just to make sure that I'm on track as we're talking about it. I I kept not taking notes. I was just so <laughs> in, enthralled in everyone's story that I forgot that I'm supposed to be viewing this uh, analytically. And I just, I was wrapped up in everyone's uh, plights. That yeah. means that it's good writing. If it, mm-hmm. if the show has caught you in that way, then I feel like that's good writing. So yeah. it just took until, I don't know why they wanted to switch going from such a comedy, how it started off. Like that first episode was very comedic. And then to bring it to now, um, you know, I wonder what, what made them switch it. But I like that it's not so politically driven anymore. Um, It's still there, but it's not as it's not as much, which I can appreciate. So the reason I I think I mean you had to start it comedically because they're talking about an absurd premise. (laughs) Sure. And as much as and as much like God doing the news segments and special segments for the show, like I've come to realize like. Against all odds, uh, the real life Space Force has kind of got its stuff together. Yeah. The flag is dumb. We talked about that, but they, they uh, for all intents and purposes, are functioning like they are expected to. Um, but the sheer notion of it, nonetheless, is absurd. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not a thing, space warfare, right now. Right. Not. Right now so, is the keyword, right? <laughs> well, this this the show is one year in the future right. after you've lost the postal service. Which, yeah, yes, which is important to note that oh that's where the God. That's, that's where the, the funding, funding came from. I was like, no, travesty. <laughs> I like. I don't want to believe. Timeline. I don't want to believe that that would ever happen. Don't want to believe that that would ever happen. But I mean, where else are they going to find the funding for all of that? It's an insane. It's an insane amount. I can tell you this, the US, the U.S. Postal Service is not getting $6 billion a year. I can tell you that. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Rude. Absolutely not. Um, anywho. Yes. Like I said, it's not that political of a show anymore. Tangent. No, not anymore. Um, yeah, as it goes on, it's it's because it's not about the absurd premise anymore. It's about it's about the people. And it's it's almost to the point where I wonder why they decided to make such a quality character show mm-hmm. out of this farce. The, yeah farcical premise that we all came to laugh at um i'm there with you i have the same television yeah. but it's, it's, i can understand why people aren't on the same page is because they keep wanting it to be something else and this show decided it's like we had our fun poking fun at the premise and then we had our fun with possible scenarios in this fictional it's universe and yeah. now we're just going to get into the good stuff yeah mm. yeah i 100 percent agree uh, let's talk about going to Denver. Talking about the good stuff. <laughs> let's talk about. Oh yes! Cheers to Tatiana. That was amazing. <laughs> let's talk about going to Denver. Um, he just can't bring it to terms to talk to to tell his daughter that he's going for a conjugal, conjugal visit. Um, and of course, once he sees his wife, it's the first time jitters. He hasn't been with his wife or hugged his wife in a year. I believe is what he yeah. said a whole year so he hasn't slept with anybody for an entire year so i imagine that they're both pretty awkward and rusty as we see and i'm sure that there's a lot that needs to be said mm-hmm. um there's just so much to squeeze in the short amount of time that they had 
Yeah, and they go by 15 minute intervals, so he chose 45. Like, yeah, it's weird. It's super weird. Yeah, but they they made it work. Um, the deed was done, and it was good, but not without some like super super awkwardness. But he almost didn't know how to talk to her anymore because you know how are you doing you're in prison why don't you play the harp you always like to play the harp but she's like well you can't play the harp in prison because you know it could be seen as a suicide or a murder weapon or you know yeah so there he not that he's being like willfully ignorant about it or anything but he he hasn't quite understood her new dynamic like the new world that she's in the new life reality yeah yes yes exactly they both have new lives his is very different Mm -hmm. than it was probably before she went into prison certainly how it's been in a year or two hers is as well in a way that he can no longer relate to right and so they're not on the same page anymore and he just wants to go back to the way it was i'm sure you know And that's where he's trying to pick up. He's kind of, I think he's trying to pick up where they left off, but that's just impossible. Well, yeah, he gave 45 minutes because he assumed it would be just like it always has been. Right. Um, and so not only did that, that not go according to plan, with zippers and whatnot, but <laughs> she dropped a lot of, a lot of stuff that needed to be said between the two of them mm-hmm. and how like she's basically like look i the reality is i'm here for 40 years like this is my life now and man my life has new terms what did she do is what i would like to know that is something they have not addressed there's not been a hint or anything nothing so this is the first time in episode eight that we figure now that we find out she has 40 years in prison yeah and i thought she's at four and then when it said again, it was 40. I was like, oh, 40. this is way more severe and way longer. Yeah, way longer. And so I could understand why she would want an open marriage. And, you know, she needs her needs met and he needs his, his needs met because it's you can't have, I mean, you could, but it's would be unbearable to only have sex twice a year. I have a handshake machine. It'd probably be easier. yeah not with the attendant there (laughs) that's right that's okay that's fair okay so we can't factor that in can't factor that in so i you know i can understand i could understand why she would want to say hey i I need an open marriage for the both of us um but what do you think do you think would a divorce be just the same or are they kidding themselves by having an open marriage and calling it you know good Um... It, I, it's hard to say like Lisa Kudo's performance really was it was very convincing and I, mm-hmm. I, I bought everything that she was saying um, the, the trouble is the reason I can't answer this question is because what she basically was getting at is the, the terms of their life as they had expected them have not come to fulfillment and they're, they're completely changed now right. and the, the commitments that they made to one another now have like new conditions like there, there are just new conditions and they have to adjust every other facet of their life and how they approach it down to their perspectives as individuals that it only makes sense that you would have to adjust this as well 
Now, what those terms mean for them, that's where they have to decide. Like, I can't say for them. Um, the physical relationship is one thing that they have a lot of obstructions and obstacles to get around. So that's why she wants to alter that term because there are, there are concrete limitations. Whereas, you know, it, it, this is what it depends for them with the terms of their marriage were the, this spiritual, the ethical, the, the matters of the heart, like all of those things aren't really affected mm -hmm. or are affected less severely. And so she, you know, she's not saying that they're, if you throw out one, you got to throw out the other, they, that they are exclusive, that they're not dependent on one another, right. that their relationship is not defined purely by physical visits and conjugal visits. So um, that's, that's for them to say. Um, yeah. Just at a grabbing at straws here, I would imagine that no, the divorce is not the thing that works for them. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be hard. It'd be hard to put myself in that position, but I, I completely understand where she's coming from and I can completely understand where he's coming from, but he's holding on to this ideal, you know, of this perfect marriage that he once had. And I don't think that he's ready to let go of that and face the fact that this is something completely different. And I think that's shown when he gets in the helicopter and is leaving and is crying. Oh you know, yeah. And then forgets his daughter there. I was like, so his daughter is like running around by herself. What the fuck, Dad? So like I was watching his like in his tears and curls eyes. He's doing a masterful performance, but I was like, yeah. he's surrounded by a lot of negative space right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I know she ran off, but she didn't run home, did she? No, she didn't. I mean, she can't run that far, you know, that it wouldn't see anything. So anyway, yeah. So it's it was it was a nice a healthy dose of a little bit of comedy that went with something that was extremely serious because that was yeah. a, a very emotional moment. Um, I want to touch really quickly uh -huh. on Project Mayflower, mm -hmm. which is uh, Mallory having a hard time to find out or excuse me, find the people because everybody's bargaining with them or they have cold feet and they're going out. Do you think that if Mark were there, he would have been more successful? I don't, mm, I don't know. Cause we only, we only really got to see like him talk to like, maybe two actual contenders. Um, and the one guy was just like being a greedy butthole. So <laughs> yeah, ask you for a million it's, dollars. it's hard to say like whether Mark would have like intimidated him into accepting the deal or something. Um, yeah, but it didn't help that like Mallory was only being backed up by F Tony and <laughs> so it wasn't a yeah. I'm sure maybe that first one could have gone the same way but I can only imagine that a lot of people were like seeing their crew and be like no we don't want any part of this <laughs> like never mind <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's three awesome. days to pull this off no yeah and that's a tight schedule I think they're just rushing things because of the whole China predicament but mm -hmm. yeah okay all that being said we have a little bit of time left. So oh, I really, yeah. I really wanted to get into, you said special statement or news and gossip was better. Special well, segment, right? I, yeah, I, I've been holding on to this one. And because there's, 
every other special segment I've come up with has been something tied to an episode. And yeah. this one, uh, so yeah, there was a partnership with a commercial enterprise to help launch rockets into space. And that only reminds me of the space launch that happened this weekend. And I'd be remiss if we talked about Space Force and did not talk about the successful shuttle launch that happened Absolutely. yesterday. Absolutely. So for those of you who are not aware, NASA's commercial crew, uh, commercial crew program had the first part of its final test on Saturday. It got postponed for weather, like we expected in the launch of the pilot episode of this show. And they had a uh, second six, very successful attempt yesterday. The uh, Crew Dragon spacecraft launched uh, was launched by the Falcon 9 rocket from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida yesterday at 12.22 Pacific Standard Time. Uh, there were two American astronauts aboard, Bob uh, Benkin and Doug Hurley. And this is the first astronaut launch from U.S. soil with U.S. astronauts um, since the space shuttle program was dissolved and retired in 2011. So this is a big deal. It's been nine years since we've attempted to launch anybody into space. And um, not only did we pull that off, but it was met with one success after the other. The Falcon 9 booster returned to land on SpaceX's drone ship it had a this i can't believe this one they have a, a ship that was used math to go out to sea and catch the rocket that fell back to earth like the rocket that fell back to earth landed back on earth on an unmanned ship in the middle of the ocean and that happened successfully and the drone ship was called the of course i love you drone ship <laughs> um so the astronauts had a successful launch. Uh, NASA Administrator Jim Brinson on Tuesday said, the, our country's been through a lot. This is a unique moment when all of America can take a moment to look at our country and do something that's doing something stunning again, and that this uh, launch of American astronauts and American rocket from American soil to the space station, like this is a big deal. Yeah. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, Saturday night, the tour gave, there was a tour of the spacecraft with the two astronauts on board using their uh, onboard cameras. They uh, basically showed the tiny amount of space to work with, but how they how they make use of it. They had the two windows where they could watch the Earth below them. See that? Is so uh, cool. They announced they named the capsule Endeavor because this was a huge endeavor, and because they both had their first flights on the shuttle Endeavor, and that's a long-running tradition for the astronauts to get to name their capsule. Um, and they also introduced the world to a blue and pink sequined Apatosaurus that their sons respective uh, each agreed upon would be like their one thing they could take. That was their orange. Yeah, it gotcha. A sequined dinosaur. And I, I caught, because I was watching the videos, all this stuff, the tours available on YouTube, the launches are all available on, um, sorry, the tours on Twitter, the uh, rest of the videos are on YouTube. And I saw when they were like getting ready to dock on the space station, this dinosaur floating around in the camera, like in the corner. <laughs> Someone's got to tell me about that. And then I found the tour. That was amazing. So 19 hours later, Crew Dragon docked at the International Space Station at 7.16 Pacific time. That was earlier today, uh, in the early in the morning hour time. Uh, there were a lot of airlocks that had to be done. They had to link power. There were so many things that had to be done before the hatches even opened. I had no idea how long of a process this was. They didn't make it out of the capsule and into the actual space station for another three hours, I think. Yeah, yeah, because it was at 10.15, they finally entered the capsule and joined the uh, cosmonauts and the astronaut who are currently aboard the space station. 
So it was all in all a 22 hour operation with most of the time of them sitting down like we're doing. Wow. I timed, we started 3 p.m. today and we're gonna end uh, 1 p.m. tomorrow. It's a 22 hour operation for us as well as we sit and watch space programs. Wow. So, but all in all, Long. incredibly successful mission, huge milestones and America is now back in the age of space exploration thanks to a partnership between NASA and uh, SpaceX, the commercial enterprise. And though NASA has a long history of partnering with private sectors, um, like was discussed in our show, mm -hmm. they have never before handed over designs to a commercial uh, team before and they pulled it off. Yeah. Um, and I hope our producer, I forgot to mention, has been showing uh, their Instagrams and Twitter. I brought a lot of Instagram from the ISS and NASA's official sites, uh, just going over all the cool stuff. Uh, Bob and Doug, they got some great white suits. They're like right out of nostalgic, like retro futurism. That's awesome. Awesome. It was really cool. A lot. I feel like I was, I I was like, very excited by all of it. Yes. I feel like we're at a very interesting point in history, you know, to be, to be our age and for all the stuff that is going on. It's pretty incredible to witness it all, uh, to be here for it all. Yeah. Um, I've always wondered, like, what was it like in the 1960s when everyone crowded around their televisions to watch uh, people land on the moon? And yeah. I'm totally getting the full experience now. Okay. Except now everybody's like this. <laughs> it's not a TV. It's a, but we're all, yeah. you know, it's a phone. Yeah. It's a small device in your hand that it's you can watch It's not the whole family watching around one screen. It's everyone yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Shows you how far we've come. And uh, real quick, I know we're rushed on time. I will be more concise about this one because uh, this is a cute story, but it's not like, you know, changing history. <laughs> uh, you wanted to know what Lisa Kudrow's character could have done. Uh, yes. To, to this time. Well, so she, she was in the news recently uh, with Jimmy Kimmel. She uh, was sharing a story about uh, an interaction with Matthew Perry, her former uh, star of Friends, mm -hmm. where Jimmy had asked her uh, if she had any mementos from Friends. She goes, well, I was, I was given one. So there's a green and white cookie jar that she has that has an alarm clock like face on it or something. Yeah. Or the jar looks like a clock and it has a smiley face on it. That's what it is. She pointed it out and she said, Matthew Perry gave her this cooking jar as a wrap gift after the show had ended because of an inside joke they had while filming. She had a line where she was shooting a scene and she's like, oh God, I'm, I'm late, I have to be going. But she didn't have a watch on. So she looked at the clock, it was a cookie jar, <laughs> and went, oh my God, I'm late, I gotta go. And laughed. <laughs> and then after Matthew Perry, because this was like kind of a moment of improv improvisation, he was like, did you just look at the cookie jar for the time? And they had a big laugh about it. So That's he awesome. gave her the jar. And then she asked him it like, oh my God, that's amazing. How did you get it? Like, did they let you keep this? And she never got a confirmation about whether or not it was stolen. So, <laughs> so okay. So that's what she's, well, Matthew Perry would go to jail then, I guess, if that was the. Well, possession is eight tenths of the law or something. <laughs> something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to segue into what I thought was a fun story. <laughs> no, I love it. I think that's awesome. I think that's great. And that's cool because, as I've said before, I love Lisa Kudrow. And um, 
huge fan of hers and I love her acting and her humor. And so I'm happy that she has a space here and that's cool, the cookie jar. Yeah. I love it. I love I love the idea of like having mementos from sets and projects you worked on. And I think that's a really good one. Yeah, that's a really good one. Cause that's not something you would find anywhere else. <laughs> Yeah, and it's not like it's like oh they got like the thing that everyone recognizes from the set. It was like this was something that was quieter in the background just for her, you know. Mm -hmm. I love it. Awesome. It wasn't her cookie jar. It was Monica and Rachel's. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm a I'm a, I watch Friends, but I like I don't know it by heart. So I'm like yeah uh huh, but I don't know. I didn't know the cookie <laughs> jar. So we're on the same page. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Well, that is it for today, you guys. Um, we will pick back up tomorrow to cover the last two episodes of this as we binge through the night. But uh, before we go, Kevin, can you tell us where we can find you? Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at Kevin Allen Says and Instagram at Kevin Allen Graham. Awesome. And I am Tatiana Marisa at Tatiana Marisa on all social media platforms. Find us there. Watch us. We're on a, a slew of other AfterBuzz TV shows. So what we like to watch, you like to watch. So we will catch you tomorrow for the last two episodes. Yeah. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.